Welcome to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast, brought to you by DSW Ministries. Your host is singer, songwriter, speaker, and domestic violence advocate, Diana Winkler. She is passionate about helping survivors in the church heal from domestic violence and abuse and trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling or qualified medical help. Now, here is Diana. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It is always an honor and a privilege to have you with me today. Today is a gorgeous day in the neighborhood. I've got the day off from work and... I thought we'd take a break from my story again. Brian is having a good day today, and I've asked him to come on to the show. He has been on the show before. He was on episode two and three back uh, almost a year ago. (laughs) He is an abuse survivor himself, so I will put the link in the show notes for you for those episodes, so you can go back and listen to that. Today, we're going to be talking about the last year and his struggle with his chronic illness and the lessons that he's learned. We talked about all kinds of things that have happened this year. They were all over the place. So you guys have heard me talk about Brian a lot. And for those of you that have not met him, I thought it would be fun to have him on the show and reflect on this past year. And you may recognize his voice because he is the announcer at the beginning of the show. And we do have some serious conversation as well as some goofy conversation. So sit back with a cup of your favorite beverage and listen to our conversation today. Okay, so please welcome my husband Brian to the show. Hello, everybody. So you are our repeat guest. You were my first guest on the podcast, and you're now the first repeat guest. Wow. So <laughs> it's been a whole year. It's been a whole year, um, wow. almost one year anniversary for the podcast. You were on episode of telling your story. The listeners hear me talk about you all the time. And today we're having a good day. Thanks for coming on the show, babe. So tell the listeners who have not met you before a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. Born and raised in California. My main career for most of my life was in the automotive industry as a mechanic. And then I hung my wrenches up in 2000, went back to school to become a graphic artist. And then I got sick with my ruptured colon, ended up losing my job as an artist right at the beginning of the bad economy crunch. And I ended up falling back on my automotive career to be a service advisor at a car dealer. And then since then, I've moved to Arizona and currently left that side of the fence, as I call it, and I work for as a supervisor for doing automotive and motorcycle claims, but right now I've been on, I guess, technically medical leave since the beginning of July until I can get to some stability with my medications and issues that I'm having. So we have to talk about the beard first because those of you that are on YouTube notice this beautiful beard he has. You uh, show the beard on the camera, how far down it goes. (laughs) I don't know. Let me tilt, let me tilt my laptop screen. Here we go. Pan and tilt. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty long. I think one of your doctors asked if that was a pandemic beard. It actually isn't. It overlapped. Let's just say that. It started on our first vacation to France back in 2016. I started growing my beard, kept it pretty short for what, maybe a year at the most. And then I went, I'm growing it out. (laughs) I'm done shaving my neck. So I decided to uh, grow the longest beard I've ever grown in my life. You also grew something else too. Oh, my hair. 
Yeah, see, it's tucked under my hat. Very, we can, you know, you can show right your, your braid. Here, right around here or so. Oh, well, well, maybe not right around there. Maybe more like down to Your hair is down to the middle of your back, longer, a little longer well, right, than mine. Right now, it's in the cute little braid you put it in. Yes, I braid his hair, ladies and gentlemen. It's It's very thick and wavy, and mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Because I think I told you guys I'm losing my hair. It's very thin. I was at the dermatologist today and uh, she thinks it's probably just stress. So, thick. I've lost probably 25% of the thickness of my hair, of the whole re- interactions and reactions from the infusion drugs. So, let's talk about music. You are a musician, just like me. Yeah. I haven't had the energy to play, so it's been more a tech side of things and music, mixing music and doing your stuff for you. Tell them what instruments you play. Well, mainly percussion instruments and the drums, of course. Been playing drums since junior high school and have my uh, beautiful studio where you're located right now. I'm in the lovely living room. We're in the same house. It's just easier we're in the to same record. House. It. Just so you guys know, we're, we're not separated. <laughs> no, it's <clears throat> Neither just one easier. of us have COVID. Nope. Well, no, I can't get rid of this frog in my throat. But we are doing some music recording the last couple of weeks. I've had to learn how to use the software to record on my own and use my bluebird mic over here and i know the basics and then i've been handing it over to you to do the mixing and the mastering so some of my new songs are going to be on the anniversary podcast so we're pretty excited about uh, i'm excited about getting some new music recorded it's been a while since i've been able to record anything but so how do you feel about the new songs well it's uh i think it's going to show a part of you that most people didn't hear on your first cd because you're dipping into a different genre of music in a couple areas you're using uh your chest voice and in combination so you got some you got some uh, range more of an alto than a soprano which is kind of cool uh. <laughs> you can start doing all the bass lines now. I'm not that low. You're the bass. <laughs> yeah, well, my voice has been affected pretty good by all this. Yeah, you um, have this wonderful deep baritone bass voice. You can hit pretty low, those low notes. Yeah. But Brian does like the uh, background vocals for some of my songs and i have my juno here in front of me you guys have heard me play the juno on the podcast a little bit i'm still figuring it out i have thousands of instruments on this juno keyboard that i'm going to incorporate into the new song so it should be fun (laughs) see what happens right it's just a matter of diving into it and sometimes you just got to push buttons and figure out how things work I wonder if the camera, if I does the camera turn around or pivot? I was going to show them your drum set. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd have to come in there and find out. Let me see if it turns. Yeah, it does turn. Oh, yep. You can see. I'll do the slow, the slow pan. Will it go down? It does. So it'll go down. So so this is this is his drum set. Kinda. You're not really. There you go. It is a Roland V-Drum electronic kit. And it is and so messy pile, in here right now. Our pile of junk. So I'm not those showing... boxes were from my office at work. I'm not showing the whole room. I'm just showing oh. the fun part of the room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and a little uh, bit of the... I can still get to my drum set. So once I start getting some energy back, I definitely want to go in and start playing because it's good exercise. Well, you have to do the the drum tracks on my songs. Hey, pool, billiards. Had my pool table up until uh, a few weeks ago. 
we decided that I uh, wasn't uh, going to use it as much. So we sold it in order to uh, bank some money and help uh, keep us afloat for uh, while we're in the recovery mode of me going on disability. So luckily, everything so far has worked out in the nick of time to where uh, we've been able to stay current with our bills. So that's been a stress reliever more than a stressful situation, especially with what I'm dealing with. The side effects of these drugs have really uh, hindered my life considerably. Remicade uh, probably was the worst one with fatigue. And um, I got some neuropathy going on in my feet and areas of my body. I get numb easily. And I've got uh, enhanced achy joints. You don't sleep. When I get out of bed. And then the worst of all is this tinnitus, the tinnitus from L, basically. It's something that uh, I've had my whole life, but never as loud. I mean, I'd have it after a gig, but I'd always, it'd be fine, you know, the next morning. And Yeah, it would calm down. So, but right now, I mean, it's just, just this high-pitched teapot whistle, including the hiss behind it. And it's usually the loudest when it's the quietest, obviously. So it's been hard to fall asleep, even with the noise generator in the bedroom and my sound therapy uh, hearing aids, which I have. This is my Bluetooth. But in behind that is one of these little hearing aids that you can barely see the actual wire and the speaker that goes inside my ear canal or grayish in color and blend in with my beard hair and can't really tell I'm wearing them, but I don't care. I can barely see them, and I know you have you know, them on. I was pray, praying that they actually do what they say they can do, and but it's going to take you know anywhere from a year to two years to reprogram my neurological pathways in my brain is what it's doing in order to uh, divert my attention to the tinnitus, which is very hard to do when it's as loud as it is and overbearing. I mean, it's to the point where you know I turn the TV and music up just to equal the same volume, so I had a little bit of peace. But you know, it's it's uh, probably the worst part of this whole experience has been uh, the tinnitus, the headaches, the uh, ulcerative colitis. It's a pretty tough disease. You go through a lot of changes. You got things that uh, are not normal. You have to kind of like just accept and roll with the punches, and you know, you gotta. Basically, accept the fact that your bathroom is your second part of your life and that you spend a lot of time in there, unfortunately. But in order to get that taken care of to where it's not so bad, you got to find the right medicine combination. And when the infusions uh, both uh, didn't work and we're in between doctors right now, I see a new doctor in a month on November 11th of all days. There's a big story behind 11.11, but uh, we'll save that for another time. If... I think you told that story on your a little bit your previous podcast visit, so <laughs> okay, they can listen to that on their own. Yeah, it's it's been a year since I started the podcast. You're half of my team. I mean, you do, let's say you did my logo for the podcast. The music is ours. In case y'all didn't know that, that music is ours that we wrote and sang. And you did the sign behind me here Mm -hmm. because you're a graphic artist too. Yeah, that's something that I can, I've done a couple of jobs and made a little side money at last year, but get some more of that. You do a lot of logos for bands and make money doing something I like to do. What else do you do? You do all the photography on my website. All those photographs are yours. Uh, You are a very important (laughs) IT support. How many times have I come in here and I'm losing losing my cool because something isn't working in here? (laughs) I've got got an interview with some important interview and I'm freaking out and you have to come in here and help me. Well, the part is, is you, if you don't freak out and you're opening open more open to learning what to do to check to see what's not working and stuff like that, but it's easy to get frustrated when something isn't turning on, like my laptop camera, so I'm using a different camera now. He knows. 
Brian knows that I'm not tech savvy. I've had to really work hard learning some things to get this podcast off the ground. And I wish you could do the editing of my podcast. That would that would be a huge, huge burden off of my shoulders. But it takes a good at least two hours to edit both the video and the audio. So with you and your hearing and your tinnitus, I haven't tinnitus. That's that's what it's called. Your ear ringing. I I haven't asked you to do that, but maybe eventually I'll have you edit the podcast. So what else has happened this year? Um, I started the podcast. Yeah, the pandemic is still going on. You got your garden. Yeah, we started the garden. Everybody hears all about the garden, probably too much about the garden, but we have eaten out of our garden. In fact, I'm going to pick some more beans off of the the garden to eat today and put it in our soup. I make homemade pesto from the basil. I have a ton of basil and uh, I was making homemade pesto and it's like bright green and we started laughing and making funny jokes because the the pesto you said looked like baby poop. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like baby poop and so we started going on the yeah, jokes yeah. on the pesto. Ger- Gerber, Gerber, green beans and peas. It <laughs> looks like some kid's messy diaper. And so we were making jokes about using a turkey baster. And it would be a great, a great joke to play on. Take the turkey baster full of basil. <laughs> I just squirted. Be well seasoned, wouldn't it? <laughs> I just squirted. <laughs> I don't think our viewers are going to get the same laugh out of this that we are, but anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I'm laughing just as hard as we were laughing then. No, we have to do, we have to do things to entertain ourselves. We've we've been home like all the time because you don't have an immune system. Try and keep you from getting sick. So we do things to entertain ourselves. Yeah, I'm in the garden Pretty much every day and all weekend, planting has been done. So now we're waiting for the all the harvest. One reason why we got rid of the pool table was because I was starting to use that room to grow things. And I have our, uh, a worm farm in there. I don't think I've mentioned that. It's I like couldn't little... talk the worms into playing pool with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little uh, stackable, it's like a worm hotel. And um, you feed them the table scraps, and and they just make worm poop. Hey, <laughs> we're we're on a roll here, talking about poop again. <laughs> it's fertilizer. It's free fertilizer, and we're gonna throw the scraps out anyway, right? So we might as well make good use of it. So I use that in my garden. But that's a miracle that before I learned how to do this gardening, and I got a book, and I. I took a course from a local gardener here near our house in the same plant zone. I would kill everything, right? We yeah. <laughs> so it's a joke this that is the house that plants come to die. <laughs> we are the hospice of nature. Why did I go and spend all this money on on flowers and plants? How many rose bushes did I kill? Terracotta planters, I think, got too yeah. hot in the sun and baked the roots. But anyway. I think I'm going to stick them in the shade if I ever get any rose bushes yeah. again. But even like cactus, how many cactus I've, I've killed? Uh, our neighbor is a master gardener and she brings me cuttings from her garden cactus and I would plant them in the dirt and they would, they all died except the aloe vera and the uh, the fire stick and the elephant's food. Those are the only things that grow in our yard except weeds but yeah we have a raised bed if you you guys don't know this on my youtube channel i have a video of my garden and some of the stuff that i grow we also have we had bird feeders we have a lot of birds that come and visit the yard which they all know about the birds i talk about the birds all the time 
Well, we took the bird feeder down in the summer because it was so horrible hot. They go through yeah. that bird seed every couple of days. And I was like, it was like $30 a bag, a 50 well, pound bag. They would just eat right through. And I'm like, we were oh. feeding pretty much every dove and pigeon in the area. So but we get some really cool birds. We got cardinals. We had yeah, the uh, cardinals, the finches, the hummingbirds. I mean, we got a lot of cool birds. Well, Daredevil is the hummingbird that is pretty friendly. He's the one on the video, on the YouTube video. Yeah. We had the curved-billed thrasher, one of my favorite birds. He's so elegant. He, they come in pairs to the yard. So Mr. and Mrs. Thrasher, I call them. And then my favorite little birds are the towhees. Do we ever about. get any you know, a roadrunner at all in the backyard? Roadrunners usually hang out in like deserts. Like yeah. when we went to your cousin's house, mm -hmm. there are definitely roadrunners out. There used to be a family of quail like, across the street, but I haven't seen them in years. And then yeah, I don't know got, if they're there anymore. We have peach-faced lovebirds. They they live in oh, a yeah. palm tree across the street from us in our neighbor's yard, and they used to come in like five of them. We'll come in there and eat all the food. And they're they they're funny. I first uh -huh. thought when I saw one, I thought it was an escape from somebody's house, but they're, yeah, they're like wild. The green and blue feathers and beautiful birds. Got and, lots of pictures. Yeah. I've actually seen a couple blue parakeets in our neighbor behind us has a huge tree that they all they all sit in. And then we got our, our bees and our butterflies visiting the garden and we had a praying mantis. We, I, I named him Slim. That was a pretty big deal that we had the garden. He's so successful. So let's see, what else happened this year? We lost uh, my stepbrother, Kenny, which I, I did a whole podcast on that. So December 5th, it will be a year that we lost him and yeah, that's on my YouTube channel too. I did a uh, a video with pictures, family pictures, and his favorite song from Depeche Mode is the background. That was a big hit with his friends and our family. It's still hard. We go to the family events every yeah. few months, and he's always sat in a certain place on the couch, and it's strange going there, and he's not on the couch. I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but my stepmother and my stepsister, they all talk about that Kenny is haunting. Well, I say haunting, but that there was some weird stuff going on in the house. Like he knocked off, supposedly he knocked off a lunch bag and hit uh, my stepsister in the head, you know, real mysterious like, and I was like, give me a break. <laughs> And, oh, yeah, the hat fell off the dashboard and, and hit your dad. That's the way she grieves. I'm not interfering with that, but we play music. She plays music that he likes, his favorites. But Christmas is coming. I'm not sure how weird that's going to be this year. But Kenny was very introverted and shy. But he was so stinking funny when we were, when we were kids. So funny. And, um like to play jokes and play pranks and Air Force veteran. Anyway, so that was a really hard part of the year that we're still dealing with. Anyway, let's uh, circle back towards your struggles and your challenges. I mean, you were like doing gigs with more than one band and you were part of what, three bands at one point yeah. and setting up and taking down and doing these gigs and having a great time and and going to work, and yeah, when the pandemic started, we we were working from home, but we were totally okay with working from home, right? Pretty much. I mean, <clears throat> I preferred to stay home once uh, they were going to start trying to reopen, and then now they're basically having everybody work from home. So it was kind of one thing. I just don't know with my uh, health issues, and if I ever get back to where I can go back to work. Um, being able to work from home was a plus and hope. Yeah, I've been kind of stressed out because the um, things going on at work that 
more than one reason i think uh, my my job is in jeopardy and so i won't get into that because i'm not really allowed to talk about work yeah my stress level is has gone up considerably it's like okay i'm i'm the only one working right now and we haven't gotten the disability approved yet and we're like finding stuff to sell it's really that was pretty stressful having to trust the lord because the lord has provided for us so much in the past i've lost my job before and then you were working that was when right after we bought the house remember that yeah we were going to the food banks and stuff how has this affected your relationship with god yours you know obviously you're suffering and i'm watching you suffer you know i've suffered really a lot worse as far as when i had my ruptured colon um you know when you're fighting for your life and not just a bunch of conditions it's a little different i mean are, am i going through life-threatening stuff right now hopefully not but that's why uh we got the neurologist involved but it really uh, has a hot, tough time. It, it tests your coping mechanisms big time when you can't fall asleep at a decent hour, um, somewhat stay up pretty much most of the night because of the issues, uh, things like that. So you do take more time and, and pray and hopefully uh, get healed. Um, I pray nightly uh, for God to heal me and so I can get back to a normal life and as far as my relationship with God, I mean, it's it's been strong my whole life. Are there times where I, uh, I struggle? Of course, everybody does, especially when you're on your bad days, when you're feeling pretty crummy and can't function normally. It's, you know, it affects you, and sometimes you, you question why God is letting you go through it. But when I uh, had the ruptured colon, there was... Many a nights that I uh, would spend just praying and trying to relax and have God open my eyes to the outcome at the end of the tunnel with him involved, uh, you know, is always good. It's just a matter of, of being able to uh, listen to the Holy Spirit and uh, do what I need to do to, to get better and follow a doctor and what they recommend. God intervenes with uh, the medication and the doctor and everything I'm dealing with. I mean, it was clearly uh, obvious that uh, the previous gastroenterologist didn't have that. I don't know. He didn't really present bedside manner to his patients if he treats everybody the way he treated me and you. That's that's the most frustrating thing for me is because I'm in healthcare and I know how things are supposed to be done. And pharmacy technician, I know how drugs work and this this doctor just looks me straight in the eye and tells me that the remicade isn't causing him these problems. And I'm like, yeah, you're, none you're of them, lying. None of, and yet none of them started until I got these infusions. Especially oh, the neuropathy and the shakiness and the stability issues with all that. And I have to use the cane just to make sure that I have it. I mean, I'm sure if I really focused, I can manage and just hold on to things in the wall and stuff without using a cane, but it, it helps. And so it's... Show everybody your cane. Oh. Wow. I can... he, he got this custom made. I got it from it's... a custom builder in Ukraine. I hope you guys can see that. Got a lion head on the front. And what kind of wood is that again? The handle is made out of burl wood. That's basically the root ball of a big tree. Comes up with some really cool patterns. And then it's uh, been reinforced. So, yeah, it's got the, the lion on the front. Yeah, Brian collects lions. There's lions all over yeah. the house. But, you know, I've always liked lions. I was always fascinated with, with uh, lions and and stuff uh, growing up. Anytime there was a, a nature show on, if it uh, had lions in it, I'd watch it from beginning to end without getting bored. Oh, we've been watching that Serengeti, which is yeah. incredible. That's a really good, well, well, well uh, filmed and dramatized. Amazing. Uh, when you think yeah. that lions are cute and cuddly and you watch Serengeti, <laughs> they are 
vicious. Yeah. Territorial, I mean, they're vicious. They will kill those cubs of another, I guess, another pride. Yeah. Because they're going to grow up and, you know, compete. Yeah, it's vicious. And I think Wayne Stiles on his podcast I was listening to, he talked about the devil seeking whom he can devour just like a lion and that the lions pounce. They come out and pounce on the uh, prey. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. The lions <laughs> are hiding and then come out of hiding and pounce on the prey. And we see that. I think yeah. that's, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Spiritually, it's even scarier in this world right now. Right now, if you're a Christian, you're getting pounced on. Terrible. Yeah. Doesn't matter what part of the world you live in, too. It's bad. It's a war so. out there. So we can talk about the the coping mechanisms that we've been using mm-hmm. to get through, you know, dealing with this disease. So what are your your go-to coping mechanisms? Well, depends on the mood. If my ears aren't uh, so bad that I have a bad headache, then we can listen to music and enjoy it. You know, we got several Blu-ray concerts, uh, concerts that we uh, attended live that we get a free download when it comes out. So uh, mostly it's the Neil Morse Band, which uh, we're highly big fans of in a short amount of time, just because of the uh, the quality of a, of a Christian uh, person writing all the lyrics to progressive rock has uh, brought that genre into a new uh, a new life uh, for people to experience. Uh, it's a lot of people don't like progressive rock, but if you do like it, you know, just it's just uh, one epic after another that this uh, this guy writes, and it's just incredible and very moving, very emotional at times. So the um, the birthday greeting that you got from Mike Portnoy, you were super surprised about that, right? Diana blew me away with something I had no clue was coming. So yeah, to get that. At first, I hadn't heard a cameo. I guess I've been out of the loop too long. I didn't realize <laughs> there was a company where musicians were part of that they could uh, you can pay them to do a birthday greeting. But so uh, I since we were uh, doing the Neil Morse thing and doing the live. Uh, the Morse Fest two years in a row. I figured somehow you got a got a contact through uh, the Neil Morse band fan page. And I wanted you to think that, but close. <laughs> you you want you wanted to know how I did uh, it, and I was like, it was still good. And then you had another great moment when we just watched the the newest oh, Neil yeah. Morse concert. It was two days like three hour concerts for two nights in a row. And then we had the, the Q and a, we did the Q and a session with Neil Morris and the whole band, I guess, before the concert started and you got to talk to him this time. Yeah. It was the last, uh, it was the last question of the, before they uh, cut out to do the performance Friday night. And, uh, instead of asking a question, I uh, got to thank Mike in person video wise. Uh, for doing that happy birthday uh, cameo. So, and then all of a sudden, then we talked, then we talked about my beard. So I uh, <laughs> told, told Mike, uh, you know, in a, when he gets my age, uh, well, he can let his beard go now. And he actually had a pretty long beard that yeah, he uh, cut back. Down to here. So, he colors it, he colors it different yeah. colors. Yeah. Just a, a chance to thank somebody that has gotten us through this year. Mike Portnoy, um, uh, when he was pretty young, he started, uh, him and uh, another member started the band Dream Theater. And Mike is a drummer, and since I was a fan of Kansas and and other uh, progressive rock bands uh, back from that generation in the 70s and 80s, uh, Dream Theater came out in the late 80s as more of a progressive metal band where play a little harder edge guitars and stuff and it was just listening to Mike Portnoy play just blew me away he was he was to me he was uh he was like Philly Heart of Kansas uh, all the parts he plays for every Kansas song is structured around the song not just keeping a beat and Mike Portnoy does that with the progressive rock uh genres that he plays in and 
But yeah, watching concerts is, is once we start them, we uh, have a tendency to continue watching music for the whole day. And then we binged watch uh, our favorite TV shows, Stargate and Sanctuary, for for both sci-fi nuts. We like we like good movies. We got like action movies, but uh, we always tend to appreciate really good sci-fi movies the best. I think so, we're pretty uh, well-rounded. Stream those or or watch our DVDs that we bought. We also gotta gotta have enough uh, energy on a good day to get out there and clean out and redo the whole pond. And we'll get that better. So yeah, a few little tasks around the house that I need to get done when I'm physically able to. As far as I have a crazy little game on my tablet that I played, uh, basically it's a time waster. It's like Farmville. Eh, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like SimCity, SimCity, where you build your own city and farm lands, and then you got to pretty much keep everybody fed. And a little more advanced than a child's game, I would say. But uh, There's a lot going on. I've seen that game. Yeah. But that, the... and then I got the golf game that I still play, too. I've been playing that game for years. It's called Golf Star. You can get it through uh, the Apple or the Play Store. And you're playing, actually, it's probably one of the best video golf games other than, you know, the EA Sports games that I used to play on the PlayStation. You've got golf clubs, and we live in an area with some of the greatest golf courses in the world, but I think you've only been playing golf once. The only time you played was with my my late uncle when he was still here. For some reason, I uh, I lost the interest. I don't know. I mean, it was a big part of my life in Florida. I was wasting a lot of money on green fees to go play golf. You know, and then when I got the job with the, the print shop, um, when I changed careers, my boss uh, was a golfer. So I got to play two, three times a week in Florida on some really, really nice courses. Florida also has some of the best golf courses in the country because of the humidity, but my boss would take me out and uh, we'd play golf, you know, two, three times a week. And then I'd put in a lot of overtime on Thursday, Friday and to get my work done uh, for the press on Saturday. But when I moved here, I just, I just, I went and played the one time I hadn't played probably for over a year. So I never, never went to a driving range to, to really you gotta to play golf to enjoy it. You gotta get to a level where you you're playing, you know, somewhat halfway <laughs> decent. I don't play golf at all. <laughs> if you're using your golf club as a baseball bat and you're shooting your golf ball anywhere on the planet, and because you, you just don't know, you're out of practice or you just you know you're not in rhythm, uh, then it can be a struggle to play and enjoy, and it's expensive. You know, green fees to play golf or when I was playing, you know, it's thirty bucks a pop. It's it's really expensive here. Some too. of the other courses, you know, you can pay you can pay a, over a hundred dollars to play eighteen holes of golf. So I yeah. just I just lost the interest, uh, and I started playing pool again when I got in the league. So I got the, at least that kind of a an outlet to go play pool. Yeah. <clears> so the golf clubs will be be sold next. <laughs> you know, not worth a whole lot. So Happy Gilmore, we got Happy Gilmore golf clubs. Oh, we've gone on some dates. We, when you're feeling good enough to go out, we go, we go on dates for so what? Maybe three or four of this whole <laughs> eighteen months. Well, you um, know, it's you got to go in places where you got, you don't have people coughing on you and stuff. We go to this place called Organ Stop Pizza. We've gone to. It's a room full of instruments, and in the middle on on the stage is a Wurlitzer organ, and it's. It's so beautiful. It's a historical restored antique. And and then they have like three organists. The main organist died last year. You tell him what you want him to play and you submit your requests. And what do you usually request, Brian? I forget. What do I usually request? What songs do you usually ask him to play? Well, it was last time we asked him to play anything by Pink Floyd or... Uh... Or to play uh, Knights in White Satin from the Moody Blues. And he was one of the newer organists, wasn't he? Yeah. 
He doesn't know all the it's old because songs. they always play the same the same songs that are common, like movie themes and theme song to Frozen for all the let kids. Let it go, let it go. Yeah, just let it go. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I asked for songs that normally they wouldn't play, and yeah, he was one of the newest organists. Charlie was the oldest. And they all, they all played like by memory. Yeah. And so this whole room is filled with like, there's trumpets on the back wall and there's like drum. There's a whole drum room in the back. Isn't that a drum room? And they have like bubbles. All kinds of anything you can think of that's an orchestra, an orchestra type uh, instrument. And then they have those horrid puppets. They have the alley cat song. How does the alley cat go again? Oh, we don't want to know. Then it'll be stuck in our head. But I never have gone there. And I've been there since I was a child. We said my dad used to take us when we were kids. And they always play that stupid alley cat song. And then up above the organ on the wall, they have these four stuffed uh, puppet cats. And they dance, you know, they do their little dance and they're old. And the last time I was there, I think I put on the comment card. I said, you know, those, those cats, the stuffed alley cats really need a makeover because <laughs> they look like they've been run over. Yeah. <laughs> they look so old. They look yeah, awful. Like, like, need some well, new maybe, stuff. maybe they're antique puppets from a carnival or something. They just We just don't know the backstory. I, don't I know. have no idea, but the next <clears> time we went, they do look better than they did before. So I think they <laughs> spruce them up a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah I hate that song. We The last time we went, what, a week ago? On the way home from the doctor's office, yeah. and they didn't play the alley cat. I was so excited. I was like, maybe they did it the first set. Who knows? Or after we left. We just know. missed it. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I usually ask for um box fugue in D minor, you know. I've played that on the on my Juno here for everybody with the beautiful cathedral pipe organ sound. I uh, also ask for Rocky called flying high now but everybody knows it as the rocky theme and because i like to hear the trumpets on the back wall (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and you go up there and you and you do jumping jacks you know because everybody's that's what everybody does (laughs) they go up there and they jog around the picnic benches but anyway yeah we do that for fun uh we went uh we went to the was it office max (laughs) we went to red robin for for dinner they have really good hamburgers yeah not bad food's really good and then part of our date was pretty much going to um office max to get a mouse pad and well mouse pad else and it- mouse i had to get a, <laughs> i had to get a new mouse stopped working right that's about as much energy as we had that day because i'm usually exhausted too i'm usually really really tired Dealing with my own health issues and then trying to keep all the plates spinning here, but uh, and then working a full time job. And plate spinning, what do you think? We live on a circus, <laughs> yeah. That's my new term now is plate spinning. Well, you used Jen Saki's circle back there a while back, yeah. Sorry about that. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> oh, we hate that word. We uh, we definitely have not been able to go to church in person. So I think we've gone to a couple special occasion. Yeah. I went to the, I think it was our, our 35th anniversary of the church. I went to that and then we've been to the Christmas Eve candlelight service, right? Yeah. And we went that. So we go there, but We've had to watch church online. Well, thank God we have the church online because before the pandemic, we didn't have that. Very few churches did services online and they had to figure it out. (laughs) It was kind of like me trying to figure out how to do all the tech stuff with the podcast. It was, and now now they have full services. 
So we're grateful for that. And then, you know, if, if you sleep in or you're not feeling well enough to get up, even to watch the service, then you can watch it when you get up. So that's really convenient. So just to, to wrap it up here, because we've been chatting for an hour. So what's your closing advice for those that are listening today, how to, you know, deal with their, maybe their illnesses they're going through or they're caring for a relative? What would you advise them to get through well, all this? Well, at first, when I joined the uh, ulcerative colitis group on Facebook, it was interesting to read all the different posts, all the different experiences, people uh, having reaction to drugs like I'm having. So it's a good support group. Occasionally you get people on there that it's, you know, asking advice what they should be asking their pharmacist or exactly. doctor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, looking for, you know, I guess support. My answer to most of them is always, you know, here's, here's what I did. Here's what I'm doing. But you know, you always want to get the final word from your doctor or pharmacist when it comes to trying stuff or asking your doctor about a specific drug if you're not having good good response from from one. Like as far as uh, encouragement, just stay positive. Uh, know that God will get you through it if uh, you ask Him to help you, and uh, you end up having more good days than bad. But uh, hopefully, tomorrow is better and well, we've got oh. our, we've got each other, and that's probably yeah. well, that's a big yeah. We get along really well, and we have fun, even even on the bad days. We we laugh so hard. <laughs> we try to anyway. We uh, put on some funny comedian, and we we laugh so hard. But usually, Brian's the funny one. Brian cracks jokes all day long, and since you've been sick, it seems like I have to be the one to crack the jokes now it seems to lift you up now and you've always been the the positive one you're always the one like we'll get through this it's gonna be okay you have to have a sense of humor to get Mm -hmm. through some of the stuff because just being in the pandemic is stressful for most people there are there are people that are being abused and they're they're stuck with their abuser in the lockdowns and um we are very fortunate that we have a a happy marriage and we like each other and we have fun together and we get through the tough times together you know you've been such a big part of my life now for over 10 years you know you and i are shoulders to cry on and then we're also the the best friends to share funny stuff with and that's just well, um, you know, we don't know people's situations, but right. I will say if you've had relationship problems to begin with, and then yeah. one of you gets sick, that is not going to help. But yeah, being a, a caregiver is a challenge and being sick is, it's really hard as you have told our listeners, which you've had to struggle with anything else you wanted to tell our our wonderful listeners means that uh, if you put god in charge he'll take care of you i think that's been my main focus on getting through this for 18 months now is you know my faith as i can see somebody in my situation i can see how people can resort to the worst things worst case scenario taking your own life because you just can't live with it anymore yeah, we've no, talked about suicide um, with other guests. Is if you're having those thoughts, talk to somebody, call somebody, suicide hotline. Talk to the person that you would tell anything to. It doesn't matter if you haven't talked to them in a long time. To the people that you've had in your life that you trust. And, and you know, the listeners, they all know that they can contact me to talk to. So. You want to talk to Brian if you're struggling with some chronic disease send me an email forward it to brian and then you'll talk to him too won't you yep we are here to support each other most definitely thanks for coming on the show babe and wave goodbye to everybody and till the next time in a year from now (laughs) or if we have a special guest and i'm involved absolutely all right you all take care well listeners i hope that you enjoyed our zany conversation today 
I think I probably wore him out today, but we had a good time. I did want to add to make sure that you look in the show notes to watch his original interviews, episode two and three. And then I'm going to put a link in the show notes for an interview I did with the Caregiver Cup with Kathy. And she has a podcast and a community that supports people that are caring for somebody with a chronic illness. And she's been a real lifeline. So I was a guest on her podcasts. I will leave the link in the show notes for you. But a few other suggestions that I'd like to add to what Brian said was that you have to take care of yourself. If you're the caregiver, you have to um, also take charge of your own health. We've had a lot of problems with doctors, as we've mentioned, and we've had issues with duplicate therapy and side effects with medication, side effects with you know, supplements. A lot of doctors are not going to take the time to check those things. And they're easily checked by a Google search even. Your pharmacist would also be a great person to do a check on all the medications and all of the supplements that you're on. Also, ask around for resources and help in your area for caregivers. Ask family and friends for trustworthy folks to help you. We didn't talk that much about how your church can help you as well. A lot of churches have folks that will make meals or come and check in on your loved ones if you're out. So those are just some suggestions to help. You know, this is a different episode than we normally do, but of course we are going through it right now. And, you know, why not be a resource and a help to you, those that are listening? So if we can help you in any way. As we said, you can contact us. All of our contact information is in the show notes as always. So we hope to see you next week on the podcast. Until then, God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast. If this episode has been helpful to you, please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. You can connect with us at dswministries.org, where you'll find our blog along with our Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel links. Hope to see you next week.